Well, I see you always you always give homage to her on social yeah. media. It's cool to see that, man. It's, yeah. Uh, in, in the world we live in and everything else, man, when you see that, you don't see it too often yeah. anymore. I like to keep it simple. Yeah, you know good for I mean? you. So that's awesome. Um, no how's the day going? It's good, man. It's good. good. I just uh, was home for the holidays. Kind of haven't been on the road a ton, so it feels good to be back at it. And yeah. Travel season starts from now until basically May, so I'm, yeah. I'm pumped. I'm feeling good. So travel season, what all does that incorporate for? Uh, just different events. Um, Art Basel's next week in Miami, so I got a bunch of um, yeah. pretty cool events. I got invited to that. Uh, Patrick Fat David's. Uh, yeah. He's got a big event next Thursday. You got to get me plugged in with him. I'll uh-huh. do anything. I was with Bob Menery, and I was like, get, get him on the phone. He got him on the phone, but we didn't get to fully okay. connect. So I, yeah. I'm just trying to throw money at it. And okay. I've been talking to one of his assistant salespeople or something like that, but I'd love to get plugged in I'm with really Patrick close with his, uh, his, his assistant. Yeah. And she's the one that invited me. I do suits for her brother, actually. Yeah. So we've been trying to get connected to kind of get that, that network going. So it's uh, next Thursday night, so I'm looking forward to that. Let's go. Um, and then just kind of, you know, getting out of the cold and heading yeah. down to Florida. We're expanding to Florida. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to open up a, a location in Lauderdale at some point in the next awesome. year. Some kind of scouting locations, kind of just building the business now we're down there. So that's awesome. The winter operation. That's kind of our plan as well. Miami and Dallas. I've been I spent a significant amount of time in Dallas this year. I'm going back down for the Cowboys game. Oh nice, man. What? The ninth. They'll play the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be a good one then. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Awesome, man. Awesome. So um we were talking about fast uh, fasting, you know what I mean? You just completed a seventy two hour fast. Yep. When was that? A couple weeks ago? Uh, last week. Uh, Wednesday before Thanksgiving is when I finished up. So. Oh wow. Yeah, that, that's that perfect. Evening. Yeah. It was great, man. Timed yeah. it. It was um it was one of those things where um, I saw Dana White talking about it or whatever, and Same. it just made me start thinking like I'm ready for a challenge. I'm ready to kind of just do something else, add it to my life. Yeah. And uh, about 24 hours in, I was I was like went through this like delirious stage. And I had like this natural high, which was kind of wild. Still there, yeah. And then, um, you know, day two, day three, you just start getting used to it. And you realize yeah. you eat stuff you don't really need to. And um, you sometimes I just go to grab a coffee or food just out of habit, out of boredom. And it, it really started sharpening my mind to reflect on life, success, yeah. the future, planning. It was a pretty pretty surreal experience. And, and then the mental battle of just sticking with something and doing it. Yeah. You know, holding yourself accountable. That's what I keep telling myself. I'm... Uh... It'll be 48 hours and two hours. So I'm 46 hours in right now. And I just keep telling myself, because I, I feel like I still have that delirious kind of, you know, stage in right now. But I keep reminding myself, like, man, what if we went to, like, war or something got very extreme? Like, would I have the mental fortitude and, and endurability to endure the, you know, not, not having access to food or feeding the people that I care about opposed to myself sure. and still being able to operate and fight and, and do what needs to be done. So I'm still training. You said you still worked out. You did two a days yep. in the midst of it. So, you know, it definitely requires you to adapt and be a little more strategic. Like I did legs, jujitsu, and a, a morning cardio session with, with light lifting yesterday for the first 24. And that was, that was a long day. Yeah, you for know, sure. that first full day, it really hit me. But I, you're hundred percent right, man. I feel like it's just kind of like used to it now. Like, it's so weird that you can go this long without eating yep. and you don't realize it starts to open your mind like, man, you are capable of so much more. And it, all it all it takes is that mental focus and yeah. just that mental clarity of like locking in. I feel a lot more mental clarity as well. Yeah, know, I was um, actually on the on the drive here from the airport. A buddy of mine who's uh, when I used to sell medical equipment, he's the yeah. rep out in this territory. And we we're just catching up and he's doing his third 72 hour one of the year. So he does it wow. every couple months. And he was saying the same thing, the mental clarity that he's gone through and has. It's just kind of eye-opening, man. Yeah. Um, and it really does. You reflect on a lot of stuff. And I, I was 
that was probably the most shocking thing because I didn't expect that when yeah. I went into it. Wasn't hey, I want to do this for yeah. that. Um, and then once I got over that 46, 48 hour hump, man, I was just like, I could probably keep going a couple more days. Yeah. Thanksgiving came up, so obviously I had to had to. Yeah, the no, there's no bit. way all that food coming out. I sure. do that. I think we're gonna make this a, a family tradition. At least 72 hours after Thanksgiving, yeah. post Thanksgiving meal. You know, rip a rip a quick 72 hour fat. It's a great reset. You're just eating mac and cheese, where we were the for whole, sure. you know, the whole weekend and everything like that. So it feels feels phenomenal. And I think uh, I don't really care too much about the benefits. I imagine there's some tremendous benefits there. But my mom challenged us, so apparently she's done five day fast. I, I think one or two five day fast she's done. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking like, if my you know mother can do five day fast, you know, and this is definitely the strongest woman I know. But for I'm sure. I'm still thinking her. I'm like. My mom, you know what I mean. Like, what I can't what triggered her. her to want to do it? She's been working with a nutritionist for last year, year and a half. She's in the best shape of her life. Yep. You know what I mean. Lost a significant amount of weight, healthiest she's ever been, and she had her building up to these fast, 24, 48, 72, and and five day fast. So I think once a quarter now, she said she does a five day fast and just kind of resets Good for her. everything. And you know she eats extremely healthy. And you know that's that's my uh, that's my, my my number one dog right yeah. there my mom so well, i see you always you always give homage to her on social yeah. media it's cool to see that man it's yeah. uh in, in the world we live in and everything else man when you see that you don't see it too often yeah. anymore. i like to keep it simple yeah you know good for I you mean? so that's awesome let's jump into born and raised the past where were you born and raised yeah i grew up uh 30 minutes south of pittsburgh okay so i grew up in south in, pit yeah south hills area yeah. um lived there my whole life but i've Fortunately, through every career I've had prior to this, I was on the road every week. Yeah. Um, different territories. I used to sell medical equipment. Yeah, yeah. Um, did that for about nine years. But, um, you know, Pittsburgh's home. Yes. Uh, will it be home forever? Probably not. Yeah. Um, did I you get engaged? No. Okay, no. I thought you got engaged. No, I just wear a ring okay. on the other hand and okay, uh, okay, take okay. videos and stuff. People okay, think okay, that. okay. Uh, no, single man. So I'm just trying to, like, keep growing the business, focusing yeah. on that stuff right now. Okay. And, I think that will dictate where I end yeah. up landing too. Yes, yeah. Um, the flexibility for my career and everything. And as we're trying to expand across the country, yes. I can kind of come and go and be where I need to be. Where are your parents from? Um, both from Pittsburgh. My dad actually, he's got an interesting story. He hitchhiked to Oklahoma uh, to go to college. Okay. Uh, his, his dad, uh, I think, beat him pretty bad when he was young. And yeah. that was his kind of escape as far yeah. away as he possibly could. My mom grew up in the projects in Homestead, uh, immigrant from Slovakia. Oh, and, my mom's Slovakian, oh, nice, Czechoslovak, Dalevic, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, um, both parents from Pittsburgh um, yeah. for the most part and yeah. been in, been there my whole life. That's awesome. And who do, who were you closest with growing up, mom or dad? Uh, both of them in different capacities. Okay. My dad was very disciplinarian, um, you know, old school mentality. When you ran your mouth, you got beat, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, not saying that's the right or wrong thing. That's just what it was at that point. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot from my dad from a just do what you say you're going to do. Treat people the right way. Yeah. Work your ass off because he was one of the hardest, is one of the hardest working people I've, I've literally ever met. Um, no sleeping in on the weekends when I grew up. It was Saturdays. It was you're up at 7 o'clock to do yard work. Sunday you go to church at 7, 30, 8 o'clock. Yeah. And then you did yard work the rest of the day. And um, Pittsburgh, old old Pittsburgh dads love yard work. Dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how much yard work can we get done? You know what I mean? Dude, there was always something to, ha to be done there. My mom's dad was like that. Oh, yeah. Just yard work. Yard, we move this here, move that. I was like, how many times are we going to move this to there? <laughs> Pull now, weeds all day. Now that you say that, man, I realize we probably were just out there doing stuff to do yeah. stuff. Um, probably for his sanity more yeah. than anything. Um, and my mom just, she would try to be 
the disciplinarian, but it was she's a soft mom and good yeah. heart and everything else. And so I have different relationships with each of them. Yes. Um, respect the shit out of both of them, though, man. Yes. For sure. Very fortunate to have parents that cared the way that they did, man. Yeah. Absolutely. And so obviously both of these individuals then shaped you into the man that you are today, or was there one that kind of made you, influenced you into more of who you are? I would say, you know, both of them definitely had an um, influence yeah. substantially on my life. Uh, I would say I take a lot after my dad. Yeah. And, um, again, his, his his character was just doing things the right way, always putting 100% of effort into something. Yeah. You know, when I started sports as a kid, if I started the season, there was no quitting midway. Yeah. Even if I hated this whatever activity, sport, you always finish through. So things like that have really stuck with me. And um, I was talking to my mom the other day, actually, and she's like, you know, Parents can do so much, but it's also on the kid to, to make the decision to continue their life and do it the right way. Yeah. So she was just giving me praise and my siblings praise. I'm very fortunate. They all they all do well for themselves. Um, but, you know, even with you, you know, you, you have a great mom and everything. And, and but you got to you're part of the credibility. Yeah. Too. As you morph, there's a lot of influences out there. Yeah, that there is. You can go one way pretty quickly. Absolutely. Um, so I, I definitely think they've molded me, and I'm, I'm just proud that I listened to whatever levels I did mm-hmm. and had the work ethic that I think some people were just instilled with. Yeah. Did, did anything traumatic happen in life in general when you were growing up that also kind of altered the course of your life all the way up into about high school or college? Anything crazy happened that just kind of like... Life changed forever. Yeah, but when I was uh, 16, my best friend was killed in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still remember the day, uh, the hour, the weather, um, getting the phone call when I was at work uh, that she had been in a car accident and passed away. And uh, that that was something that changed my life at an early age. I was 16 when it happened. Um, man, and it was, uh, I still think about it a lot. Um, that was one of the most challenging things that I've ever been through. And it's still tough to talk about it because she meant so much to me um, and still does because I think she shaped a lot of my life too. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's one of those people that out of all the people that would pass away, I don't want to say it was the right person to do it, but she impacted so many people. And I think she, in, in 16 years of life on earth, she was able to impact so many more people than people do in an entire lifetime of 60, 70, 80 yeah. years. And, um, you know, so I still I think about her a ton still, especially when things are tough and you're yeah. going through different situations. Um, you know, that was a huge impact for me. And then um, I had a lot of injuries, you know, playing sports. I broke my back in high school playing football. Wow. So I had to wear a corset for about six months to try to repair everything, yeah. a lower stress fracture. Um, in college, I was hit head on on a motorcycle. Um, so I almost lost my life in college at 19 years old. Wow. So I've been through a handful of things that I just – I look back and man, whatever reason I got through those. Yeah. Um, and I've appreciated life since 15, 16 years old, starting with that. Where'd you go to college? I went to Duquesne University. Duquesne. Yeah. Okay. So you stayed local. Yep. For, yeah. I played football. I, I was chasing the whole NFL dream, man. Yeah. Um, had a couple of Division One preferred walk on opportunities. Yeah. What position? Uh, strong safety. Strong safety. Yeah. Okay. So I ended up playing at Duquesne. And then when I got to school, dude, I just partied and. I was I barely graduated. I yeah. sophomore year at a 0.4, 0.6. I uh, was almost kicked out of college for grades and for fighting and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, I just was uh, rowdy and rambunctious, man, and and just enjoyed life too much. Did you get a bachelor's degree? I did, yes. And then was that in like biology? It was or? in um, marketing, and then I had a minor in sports marketing. And, and so just. To- when you get into med sales, do they just want to see a bachelor in general? For for the most part, yeah. Um, actually, so I got into medical. 
right when I graduated, I took a job at Federated Investors, and I was trying to become like move to New York City, go to Wall Street, and sell yeah. stocks and bonds, all that mutual funds, all that. Went to Federated Federated Investors, uh, failed my Series Seven twice. Second time, they just fire you right out of the gate. Yeah. So um, three months after school, went was working there for three months, lost my job, and ended up getting a call from a guy that um, played football with me in college. Yeah. And he was doing medical sales, and it was some startup company, and they had an opening. Yeah. And it was my foot in the door of, of getting into medical sales. So it was kind of a poorly run business and company, yeah. but I knew that if I got in, I could use their name for my credibility yes. on my resume standpoint. Traveled the country. I'd covered 38 states. Um, wow. So there's four reps, and we divided the country into, into uh, fours and at the northwest of the country. So Alaska, Washington, Arizona, Arkansas, yeah. not Arkansas um, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming. Man, it was, I was 22, 23 years old every Monday on a flight out west. It was just the coolest yeah. experience ever. That's sweet. Um, so I got to travel right out of the gate. I got the independence right out of the gate. And I think that's what also propelled me in career-wise is I saw the opportunity of so many people and yeah. living that type of life versus having to go to an office somewhere yeah. and, and be stuck somewhere every day. It was just different. Yeah. You know, it was a cool experience. And so 22, you're doing med sales. And how long did you work with the first startup med company? Yes, yeah, so I did that for about 13 months. Okay. And then I was fired from my second job. So two for two, uh, losing my job. It was just more of a, they got rid of all the sales reps except the one guy that, uh, yeah. my buddy that was still there. He became yeah. like the, the national sales rep or whatever. Yeah. And um, was unemployed unemployed for about three months. Is he still there? No, he left a while. He's at Striker now. So okay, got a, everyone does Striker. Yeah. Anytime I meet a med rep, they're, yeah. they're Striker. They got a nice setup, man. They yeah. got a, it's, it's, it's a lot of work for sure. Yeah. Um, pretty heavy grind, early morning stuff, yeah. um, ORs, all that. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, it's a great, great place to be if you can get in there for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he left to go there, but um, after that, I ended up getting another job where I sold uh, contact lenses. So I would sell to local optometry practices in the Western PA up to like Erie, yeah, uh, down to Washington PA, kind of that hour, two hour corridor yes. of Western PA. So I did that for about two years, and my goal, my goal was, man, once I hit that three year mark on my resume in medical sales, I was going to try to make the big push for a, well, you know, our, our big boy job where you sell yeah. medical device, make some some decent money. And I was about 26, going on 27 when I landed uh, my next job, which I sold cameras and lasers to eye surgeons. Okay. So I, I used the networking that I had in the optometry yes. space, leveraged that, had an interview process with a, a pretty large company, ended up landing that job. And I think I was the youngest sales rep that they had at that company by wow. a handful of years. And I remember going to my first conference out in, in Chicago, actually, um, at the convention center. And everybody, you know, I was... 28 27 at the time for the first conference everybody was 40 50 60 years old yeah. and it was a it was a very humbling and like the first time i was like damn these people get it yeah they, they get the, the game the way they look the way they dress the way they act yeah uh it was a powerful um eye-opening experience for me when i first took that job that's crazy so you go from 28 years old you're selling the lasers yep where do you go next yeah so i did that for f about four years uh, with that same company, ever since I graduated college, I always had a side hustle and a side job yeah. um, where I was trying to build something and make something. So um, right out of college, I ended up selling neckties to golf courses. So I would go golfing all over the country, yeah. and I realized that no pro shops sold neckties. Yeah. So I ended up just basically starting a business where we made custom neckties, sold them to pro shops. And so that was happening simultaneously as I was building everything else. Um, and then it just kind of ventured into, I was, I was buying custom suits in Chicago and New York 
And the guy in Chicago, who, who he passed away at like 40, 41, had a heart attack, I believe. Um, but I was never happy with the product. So yeah. I just decided to come home one day and say, I think I could build a, a or at least teach myself how to make suits better than they could. Yeah. And that was really the only reason I started diving into it. And my goal was, could I get a couple free suits a month? Um, and just pay for my wardrobe, and that's all I had any anticipation on doing. So, when did you get into, like, when were you? What age were you when you got introduced into actually developing your own suits? Then uh, I was probably, I'm 38 right now, so probably 32ish, 31. And did you completely exit from the laser selling? No. So I got um, 2016, um, 2015. I was at my company for four years. Okay. And uh, the writing was at the wall. Uh, was on the wall. I could kind of see that I was going to lose my job if yeah. performance started fading. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up saying, you know what, I'm going to leave this company and go to a competitor of mine, because I didn't want to leave on bad terms with yeah. my boss. I liked them. They were great people. So I jumped to a competitor of mine. My goal was stay there for a year, maybe two years, and then and then float off and just do my do my thing on uh, full time. Uh, April of 2016, uh, they started looking into my cell phone record yeah. and realized I was traveling when I wasn't supposed to be traveling, running around. So they ended up firing me April 1st of 2016. And that's when I just decided, like, hey, man, I'm far enough down the road. Yeah, let me just, just went all in. Yeah, let me. I, I built a, a house, paid off a student loan of about $110,000, and then I lost my job all within the same year. So I had no cash. I was living wow. paycheck to paycheck yeah. at that time, even though I was making a, a boatload of money. Yeah. Um, the only money I had saved up was my 401k. Yeah. So I called my financial advisor and just told him like, "Hey, man, I, I got to pull this. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm giving it all in and see what I could do." Yeah. And it was about hundred and eighty thousand uh, dollars. Paid the fifteen percent tax. Yeah, they hit you. They, yeah, they hit you with the um, early uh, pull of the money, and um, yeah, thought it would last me two three years. And it Last lasted two, three months. Yeah, it was quick, <laughs> yeah, man. Way yeah. quicker than I thought. Yeah. Um, hit rock bottom in 2017. Yeah. Uh, lost everything. My bank account was negative eighty six dollars and forty cents. Yeah. Uh, didn't know what the hell I was gonna do. Um, and we just kind of kept scraping by and collecting money that was owed to us. And little by little, started kind of turning the wheel and turning the corner. And and you know, fortunately, we're we're doing very well now. Like that, I wonder when I met you. 2017 is when I when I graduated high school and I started selling life insurance. Okay, so it had to be right after that, right? Yeah, I was pretty early. Say, pr pretty because you've been around for a while. Yeah, you know what I mean. You've been around for a while now, so that's insane. So 2017, you hit rock bottom. When when did you guys do the, the your first? What what was the first milestone for you? I would say. Um, so my, I think for us, milestones were different from a standpoint of what we considered success for yeah, us. Yeah, you define it differently. Yeah, so in the beginning stages for us, it was we were working out of my house. I had yeah. two employees at the time. I'd be sitting at home one day, and I'd hear the garage door open. I was like, oh, shit, someone's coming in. They have a fitting with a client. Yeah. So I'd go upstairs, and I'd go in my office, and I'd hide until the fitting was over. I'd come back down. So I ended up getting a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, turned that into a mobile showroom. Yeah. And instead of getting a storefront for thousands of dollars a month, I would just park that... Um, my sprinter van in market square yeah pop it up at 8 45 in the morning open the side door we had a tv on the inside i put a table in there and we i watch espn and have people walk by and we grab them in and do fittings in the van wow so that was a cool milestone for me and then january of 2020 we ended up getting our our shop opened up and then COVID ha happened yeah um but just getting our first pseudo storefront yeah. location was a pretty big milestone for us um and then when we hit our first million was probably a pretty yeah. cool milestone um, a couple years back. It was interesting because you get so close and then you're still so far from that number. Yes. 
And then when January happens, you're rebooting the year, and you're like, shit, now we have to do it again. Yes. And then you get a little closer, thinking you were going to blow it away earlier than you did. Um, and you realize how much it takes to, to put it in. It takes so much. Um, and now we're, we're doing you know a few million dollars a year now, which is awesome. Um, it's humbling to look back and see those days, man, because yeah. you, you, you dream for this success and you dream for this future. And then when you get there, you realize you just shift that, that goal line further down the path. I feel like I've bought a couple custom suits from different. I've done Indochino. Yep. I bought a custom suit from some individual in, in Nebraska, night, very nice man. And then I've got a couple pieces from you. And now I do all my work through you. Um, Thank it, you, man. When, when, it, when, it's, when it is exquisite events, you know what I mean? I'm still on the come up. You know what I mean? I'm not <laughs> like my man here. Sometimes I rock the Indochinos. That's all right. Um, which is a good cheap starter for those of you out there. You want to start a little cheaper or something like that. Or just... You know, hit some of these guys up and negotiate. You know what I mean? Yep. I bet, I bet they have some negotiation, uh, some negotiation packages as well, because <laughs> they remember the come up as well. But I can remember buying from this gentleman. And I don't think he does it anymore, and it makes me think it's. It, it I feel like every industry out there. It's not like, because I look at you know uh, building custom suits and clothing, and you've gotten into you know it looks like everything now from yep. the, like head to toe. You do it. And I'll look at it, and I'm like, man, you know, maybe that's just a very unique business, and very few individuals do that. And I'm, I start to think, and I'm like, I think a lot of people try to do, you know, custom suits. And I feel like it's, it might be easy to get into, like selling life insurance, but it's hard to stay into. For sure. And so what, what are your thoughts on, like, is that something that, like, what's the success ratio with, you know, building a custom suit company? No, I, I appreciate that. It's funny. I had... Uh Three three employees uh, all leave to try to do their yeah, own thing. Yeah, let's go do our own thing. Yeah, and, uh, and um, one I know of them that story. One of them you probably would know. Um, we'll talk offline. Yeah, but it was very humbling. So he, had, this is a funny story. He worked for me. Uh, he was living in Morgantown at the time. Yeah, and former WVU football player. And okay, and um, he had said to me like he he was just he he didn't do a great job working with us, and I could yeah. tell he was trying to take shortcuts on certain things. Yeah. We ended up walking away, and this was t probably 2017 time frame, so it was pretty early. And um, we had a we had a, a disagreement, obviously. Then I find out he was going behind my back, started his own suit company. Yes. I was like, all right, cool. Not going to say anything. I'm, I, you know that I know, and we're good at that. Yeah. I'm going to leave it there. In a year, we'll see who's still going, and that's kind of my challenge at that point. Yes. And I ran into him getting on an airplane flying to Tampa Bay probably a year or two ago. Yeah. He came up to me and said, hey, I just want to apologize. Yeah. He goes, um, That's a good man for it that. It was awesome. Yeah, that's I, a good and man And I don't for hold that. grudges. I yeah. could care less. Um, and I said, you know, first of all, I appreciate you saying that. Yes. No, no, no uh, bad feelings towards yes, you whatsoever. Yeah. He goes, I'll tell you this. He goes, I thought it was going to be super easy to get this going. Damn. And he goes, it was one of the hardest things that I ever yes. could have imagined. Yeah. And that happened probably with two other people at some point. And uh, I think that's a big reason why I'm so open about sharing with my team the business because yeah. you're not I just you're not going to beat me. Yeah, man. Open playbook because, you know, I've been tell I've been the last month. All I've been saying to everybody is anything great is never easy yeah. and anything easy is never great. You know what I mean? So when it comes to investing and everything's like that, like I love the media and different things like that. And I got these kids in here and I'll look at them like, man, that's got to be the easiest thing to make a million in. And then I think back to insurance and I'm like. No, it wasn't. You For know sure. what I mean? So there are so many similarities in regard to making a million dollars. And and outside of, like, you getting on YouTube and making a million, 
even then you dissect those guys' stories and it's 10 years, 10 yeah. years, 10 years. It's like, there's a lot of similarities when it comes to success. And it's that five or 10 years of just grind and just eating stuff you don't want to eat, you know what I mean? For yeah. a lack of, lack of better language, but like, you know, you're eating ramen, you're eating, you're eating the bottom of the barrel. And if you can do that for long, long enough, I read a quote earlier today and it was, you know, excellence is the capacity to endure pain. So excellence is your capacity. How much pain can you endure and how long can you endure? And I was like, that's so fire because everybody think like, everybody might look at like, David Allen's making suits. I can go make suits. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like thinking of myself, jujitsu. My jujitsu coach does the same thing. He's like, he'll train somebody up. They'll work with him for a couple of years. They'll get, they'll get decent at jujitsu. Yeah. And they'll look at him and they'll be like, he charges a hundred dollars a month. You know, maybe 30, 40, a hundred people come here. This is an easy 10 grand. This is an easy 100 grand, yep. you know, a month. And, and then they go out and start their own. And he's like, time and time again, get that call. And it's not like, you know, we're special that we can go out and go do our own thing. But at the same time, you, we are special. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the specialty isn't a secret. It's not a secret clothing material. It's not a secret clothes. It isn't that, that you know, you had some secret network access that, like, somebody just handed you John Cena. Yep. It's like... Dog, at the end of the day, it's the it's the ability to endure the pain. Cause like everybody wants the crown and everybody wants like everything you got going on now, but it's like, would they trade places with you the first three years? I don't know, Too man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. That's what I love about the stories and the success and seeing you blow up. Cause it's like, I can relate. You know, I don't do suits, but uh, you know, the insurance, it's like, you know, built up three, the first three years was built up and essentially I was. You know, like like your boy out there in West Virginia. Now, luckily, Simon partnered with me and didn't send me out on my own because I don't think you know I don't think I got got the uh, just with my youthfulness and my yeah. spending. I don't know if I would have survived. But partnering with Simon and coming out here through, I started over. So in the start over process, it's like I relived the first three years, these last three years, and it's just now looking like we're looking looking up. So it's like it looks there's a lot of money coming in, but it's the same deal. Like. Check to check all the money back in. So. Yeah, I mean, we're dude, we're getting ready to open up another location in March, and you know, it's two hundred thousand dollar build out. Yeah, I'm not taking a loan out. I'm paying that out because yes. I don't want to have debt on my business. Yeah, for the first time in my life, you know, two years ago, I'm debt free. Yes. So it's like, I, could I take a loan out and do that? Yeah. And could I run a business that way? A lot of businesses do that, yeah. but I'd rather keep. We're, we're doing very well. We're cash flow positive. I have the money. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go back into owing people money. I don't want to go yeah, into it's debt. That's worse. Um, but I think to, to what you said, man, I, I've been following your journey since yeah. I met you, and it's, it's been awesome to see. And I try to see what, what similarities do I see in you that I see in myself and do I see in Simon and other individuals yeah. as well. And every, I'm getting to a point where I've had people say, oh, I thought David Allen, I thought they just his parents gave him money or yeah. this dude didn't do this on his own. I, yeah. I heard that recently, which is cool. I don't care. Yeah. Perception is what it, what it is to, to whoever the person is. But now that I'm starting to see people think things and, and forget about the beginning story for yeah. me, I actually take that as a compliment. It's a massive compliment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and um, But, man, I even coming out here, dude, I getting a rental car five years ago, I remember going to L.A. trying to get a rental car. If the, if the rental car was more than $25 a day, yeah. and that was before COVID, so it was yeah. before the craziness, but, man, I, I couldn't afford it. Yeah. And the amount of times I'd go there and my credit card would be maxed out and they would say, well, you have to use your debit card. Yeah. And then I had to show them my flight information because you have to, if you use a debit, you have to show them the flight you're leaving on and everything else. And the fear and the embarrassment I would have to go to every counter at an airport hoping my credit card was, wasn't maxed. The, the best customer service people 
are the ones that come back with your card when it declines. They're like, something's wrong with our system. Can we just try another <laughs> Absolutely. card? I don't think it's not. It's not you. It's it's us. <laughs> but it, you're, the, it's not working with this card. Let's try it with them. Like, For sure. man, I love those people. I'm like, you're so awesome. Yeah. I know this is maxed out. Try this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, here, try. It. I usually sometimes I'll hand like you know like you really grinding. I'll hand them two or three. Like, yo, just run one of these. <laughs> see which one comes back. Yeah. Just cross my fingers. You know what I mean? Bro, I. That was probably one of the most humbling and humiliating experiences yeah. as well, but it keeps you grounded and it just says I'm not gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna be here for long. Yeah. And this is a stage that I signed up for with trying to be an entrepreneur, yes. and I accept that. Yeah. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not mad at the person at the counter. I'm not mad at myself. Yeah. These are things that I had to do in order to get to myself where I want to go. I always tell my guys like you're gonna miss these days when they come in and they're just a you're just a you're a grunt. You're just an agent. You're just making calls. You don't have a team. You don't have a business. You don't even know how to sell any business on your own. Do you find yourself missing the grunt days when you were just trying to figure everything out? Like do you like obviously maybe not the the actual I don't know product and outcome and income that was transpiring, but but the nostalgia and the feeling and the like when you think back, like for me, I think back to the those beginning days and the song that comes to mind because I listened to it a lot when I was door knocking and it was 1 a.m. and I was on the way back home. I'd think of Night Moves from Bob Sager. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's my like song that I think back and I'm like I miss the the energy and the vibe of of the come up. Do you find yourself thinking back like now that you're at a different level? There's problems at every level. I think people think like you're gonna hit a certain level. Listen, you know, millions, billions, it don't matter. There's problems at every level. Poor, billions, there's problems at all those levels. Do you find yourself missing and thinking back and reflecting? Do I miss them? Absolutely not. Yeah. Do I reflect on them every day? Yeah. Uh, especially the biggest thing is just when I travel because I was so restricted, man. It was trying to trying to travel the country on an, on an absolute yeah. budget. Yeah. And now I can stay where I want to stay. I could, I, you know, I could rent whatever car I want to rent. Yep. Um, but it also keeps me hungry and knowing that I got to keep that. And to your point of different stages, man, yeah. like spend a couple hundred thousand dollars on a remodel job that, you know, we got to put that money back in the company yeah. as well. Um, so there's just different problems financially that, that yeah. you have at different stages. Cause you know, we're looking at expanding to an, a third location in Pittsburgh. We want to do a North Hills yep. and then we want to open up a Fort Lauderdale location as well. Everything's going to be predicated off of how, how we do in Mount Lebanon, which is our new location. Mm -hmm. It's our first crack at retail, so you know we're we're getting ready to go into a whole different expansion opportunity, and you know these are going to be different problems that I don't know of. Do you foresee yourself future-wise franchising out? I was talking to my boss, Mister Zoffin, and I was, you know, I told him I'd watch the movie The Founder. Yeah, great would movie. Would that would that play into what you do at all, or I? So what I'm trying to do is, and I think you operate the same way, man. Is like I feel very fortunate. To be in the position that I am, yes. and I want to take care of everybody along the way, <laughs> bro. If I could, if I could put a van outside and have yeah. 50 people in the back, and we're all going to doing this shit together, yeah. like I would, I would love that. Yeah. Now you know the mindset of everybody isn't going to be there. There's going to oh. be very few that make that. Um, so, I, I guess what what I what I start to uh, what was the question again? So do you could you see yourself? You know, you 10x. From now, you know what I mean. Let's say yeah. next twenty four months, you ten x. Would would it be viable for you to franchise? Yes, yeah, so, and just start opening up like little partnerships. Yeah. So actually, that sorry, that's what I was getting at. Um, so we're actually just brought a dude in in Massachusetts who's going to start working for us. Our goal is get him for six months to a year, and then I'm going to start creating businesses in different parts of the country. Mm -hmm. So we'll call it David Allen, Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, we're, with our Fort Lauderdale location, it's going to be a, a pseudo franchise model. Yeah. 
I don't want to go full franchise model because I want to be involved heavily. Yeah. And I want to take a majority of the piece of the pie because I worked my ass off to be Hell in this yeah. spot. So for the Fort Lauderdale location, I want to have an owner operator where I give them three to five years when we have these benchmarks yeah. that they'll have equity once we hit that mark. Yeah. So I'm kind of taking a, a hybrid model approach. So yes. it's not true franchise. But I'm going to create different businesses under the David Allen brand in different areas where I give a piece of the equity away. That'd be sweet. Yeah. I, I just, man, I, Chris is the perfect example. She works with me. She's been with me about four and a half years now. Is that the longest you got? It's the longest. Um, yeah. Alvin, who was with me when I first started, was there about three years. She yeah. eclipsed that. You know, she makes 250, 260 a year selling yeah. suits. Um, her life has changed drastically. We launched a, another business. It's our, online business where we're selling stretch suits for $5.99. I love all the stretch. Guys, I have a stretch shirt on right now from David Allen, and it's the only shirts I wear is this, your stretch shirts. Yeah, I've got great. a thick neck. I don't know if that's like it, but just the overall material. Um, I don't know if you're anything like me. I don't know if you should do this, but I rewear. I'll rotate. I'll do a black shirt and a white shirt and rotate. I'll do my white shirt Monday. So like what I'm saying is they don't smell either. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'll, I'll, get two, I'll get two, three wears out of a suit before I dry clean it. So and I just dry clean everything and I've never had an issue with my Indochino. They'll there's there's a little seam at the back pocket. They'll rip. The Indochino pants will rip okay. and but never had that with my with my David Allen gear. Awesome. You know what That's I mean? Good to hear, so man. um it's just impeccable because typically I feel like people will get into something and again, no shortcut. Just but I know you you genuinely care. I can tell by like you wear all your stuff. I've got I got clothes, you know what I mean? I got yeah. hoodies that I that I do. I don't really even be wearing them. I'll be wearing other hoodies. I'm like, man, this hoodie don't even feel like I'm yeah. wearing, I'm wearing the, the Nike hoodie. And, uh, you know, I, it, it really shows that, that you care about the product and everything like that. And I, I love it. You know what I, I mean? I appreciate I'm, that, I'm hoping man. get my neck remeasured while you're out here because <laughs> I think my neck got bigger. But, um, yeah, dude, it's it's incredible everything you've accomplished and in, in just with, with building the relationships. I saw you just – you do a fashion show every year. Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. That's insane, Yeah, dude. we were pumped, man. And, um – we were hoping that Cena was going to pull up as well. We yeah. were working on some stuff with him. Uh, but Wiz ended up co coming through. We're going to end up doing a collaboration at some point here soon. That'll be a sick suit. I can see it I'm now. I'm pumped, man. Black and gold suit. I'm pumped. We're going to do some cool stuff. Yeah, um, yeah which is the fashion show gets bigger and bigger every year. Every year, dude. We raised uh, about $75,000 for Ryan Shazier's charity. That's awesome. Um, next year, we actually already picked a charity. We're doing it for the Alexis Joy Foundation. Wow. Uh, which is for uh, with Allegheny Health Network and for women who battle postpartum depression. Yes, yeah. That's um, Nat D, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. Um, yeah. her brother, um, Stephen, is... I love him. Just one of the greatest human beings He's ever. He's such and a good heart. Yeah. So we're going to do the partnership next year with yeah. him, and, and we're going to do it bigger next year. That's insane. We're, we're pumped, man. you got to come out doing Chicago once. The, uh, I'm going to come to Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? You, it's about you, time. i got to come been, through. right? I haven't been. Dude. Bro, you have to come through. Yeah, I don't even feel like a loyal fan right now. No, you, you, should, know what I mean? you should definitely <laughs> come through. So, and, um, you know, with, with I want to talk, how did you land the Wiz Khalifa? So I've been doing work with uh, his manager, Will uh, okay. Kazanbeck, for yep. a handful of years. Will walks in the fashion show. Yep. And then um, a couple of the other guys, Fed the God, who's, who's coming up real well in yep. Taylor Gang. He's become a great friend, a great client of mine as well. And, um, you know, Will's been trying to connect me and Wiz for a long time. Yeah. And um, it just fortunate timing worked out That's insane, to, to be Good there. And we're going to probably head out there in the springtime for me to, to go to Wiz's house with Will. Yeah. And then we'll just kind of sit down and Does he keep a Pittsburgh house? He up? does, yeah. Wow. Yeah, his mom still lives out in Pittsburgh. And that's then, awesome. Um, and then he's in L.A. for the most part. Yeah, that's so. awesome. 
So what does your uh, next five, 10 years look like for you? Yeah, so our, our, we're at a point now where the next five to 10 years are going to be dictated heavily based off of what happens with our first, lo well, second location. Yes. We're going to decide moving forward before we expand, are we going to go retail or are we going to stay by appointment only, which allows us to run a lot more lean as a business. Yeah. So we can get an a, a inexpensive office somewhere in a different city. Um, appointment only, and we, we schedule book people to come in and out as they please. This test for the retail location, excuse me, um, which I think is going to go very, very well for us, that's probably what's going to say, okay, we're going to do retail moving forward for the next five or six locations. Yeah. But I want to I wanna be in, you know, six to ten locations across the country in the next five years or so. What about international? I feel like your relationships are starting. To, you got to be international with your relationships. Yeah, we're getting there, man. We, um... Fortunately, we're one call away from almost anybody in the world. Yeah, I was going to say. Which is kind of wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I just plugged. connected with uh, Jeff Hamilton, who makes the crazy leather jackets for a lot of celebrities okay. and athletes. Um, started talking to some people for some uh, fashion fashion stuff in Paris. And at some point, I think that's on the radar for us. Yeah. Man. I really do. And I what's happening for us right now is every couple months, something big kind of pops up on our lap, and we yeah. make a decision, hey, do we want to do this or not? Yeah. Uh, we, we just had an opportunity to to be business partners with Cena. That's um, awesome. And we walked away from the opportunity for now. We may revisit that down the road. It was just something I wasn't ready to give up a piece of the pie. Could you could you imagine six years ago saying you're gonna walk away from a business deal with John Cena? It's crazy. Yeah. You know you know what I love about him is from all these WWE guys that have transitioned or tried to transition into acting, He's gotten really good at acting. He's, he's so good, bro. He's, so he's good. got a show. I don't know if you watched it, Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh my god, I've been dying for it to come back. I just the comedy and hit like, dude, I'm impressed because usually it's like I know you got to act WWE, but like, I don't know. The Rock's acting is not like John Cena's yeah. acting, man. The first, the first couple movies that John did. They were good. Yeah, they were good. But they were just like enjoyable to watch. Yeah, you're right. Peacemaker was the start of a lot of like, damn, he really is very talented at what he does. Extremely, yeah. and you can tell he's dedicated. I heard he knows Mandarin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he probably knows if he knows Mandarin, he's probably got to know at least another language as well. I would assume so. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's incredible, and and I think uh, I've asked you about that before. A humble guy as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's he is. He's probably one of the most genuine human beings that I've ever met. Yeah. Um. I. I I took Krista down there to meet with him and his wife. We started doing clothing for his wife as yeah. well. And we're very excited. To, we, we got some cool suits coming out for her, which is awesome. Um, but he is... I love female suits. They're so sick. Not yeah. enough females wear them. Yeah. Man. I it's love such a female statement. suits. Yeah, it's such a statement. It's an incredible statement. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and he, he was so humble and so respectful of Krista whenever, he, whenever she came down there. And um, he's, he's by far, man, one of the greatest people I've ever met. He's just yeah. a genuine human being. That's awesome. He really is, man. It's it's pretty cool to see that. Oh, obviously, I know we mentioned before living. That's going to be dictated based off of the success of the next door, where you're going to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you see yourself going. But what what like what if if it blows up and you start popping off more locations? Where could you see yourself? What state? What location? Where could you see yourself? Yeah, I I, I like being on the east side of the country just to get home easier. You yeah. Know, two hour flight to Florida. Two and a half hour flight. Yeah. I still have nieces and nephews back in Pittsburgh, which really uh, okay, keeps me there. Yep. You know, they're eight and under, and there's five of them. So it's yeah. just, it's getting to that fun age with them. Yeah, um, family's very important to me, and and uh, so I definitely want to always have a home in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and I want to be around. 
I could see myself in Lauderdale or Tampa yeah. or something. Summers Sarasota. in Pittsburgh, winters in Sarasota is awesome. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's I think that's beautiful. one of the wealthiest zip codes in in Florida. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sarasota is uh, insane. I've probably spent the last seven years, majority of the winters in different parts of Florida. Yeah. And uh, we have a ton of clients down there, so for us, that's why we're opening a location there. It just Smart. makes sense. Yeah. Then the tax breaks don't hurt. Yeah. You know, living be, being a resident there. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I could see Florida being on the radar. Nashville's a beautiful town. Yep, like Nashville. Um, I, I I don't know, man. I I'm literally at a point where I I'm 100% happy every day waking up. Amen. I love what I do. I'm so yeah. thankful. Uh, I don't have any goals in my mind of like I need to do this or I need to do that. I'm yeah. at the point where. I just want to wake up every day, work my ass off, and wherever this goes, takes it you, goes. takes you. That's yeah, good. I don't really have a. Do you dream to be here at this point? I'm. I'm yeah. I've already hit the lottery, man. Yeah, I'm starting to feel that way more and more. I think for me though, I definitely I want to. You know, you'll find in Chicago, it's the melting pot. You know, I think New York gets that title a lot, but I think Chicago is the the center for the melting pot. And with that, we've got a lot of immigrants, if not if not first generation, second generation immigrants. And what's inspired me from them is how close they are with their family. And like my immediate goal is to get like a like a just a big property where like my, my mom can yep. come be on there with me and just work the rest of my life and, you know, take care of her and you know, put a garden out there and yeah. have my good mom for cook for me for the rest of my life. Good but good uh, for you, man. that's the, that, I think that's, that's it, man, for, for life for me. Cause like, you know, you get into sales and you're dreaming about money and you're hungry and it's like, I don't own a Bugatti, but like the, the, the more I make and the more I do, the less I care about the Bugatti and the more I care about just spending more time with my mom and my sister and, and having good relationships like with you and just building and, and cheering one another on and, and uh, trying to inspire others to like kind of just get outside the box of thinking that they don't deserve success because I think that's another reason you know when people are you know wanting to go out and start their own deal is they is they think there's not enough of the pie to go around and it's like there's more than enough to go around with you could sell essential water bottles you could, yep. it don't matter if you're passionate about it and you're good to people and you're patient you're gonna be successful, so. Yeah, dude, I, um, when I was younger, I, my, I was convinced that success was defined by how much money you make. Yeah. And then buying all these nice things and having, you know, what this flash to show people and yeah. stuff. And then the older I got, and then the more money and success that I've had, the less of that stuff I care about, which yeah. is what you just said. And it's interesting, man, because I, you know, I, I want the nice cars, the nice things, and I bought a sports car last year. I'm like, okay, now now what? Yeah, it's like ice cream. It's gone in a second. Yeah, and, and so I, I realized the ultimate success in life is to be able to control your schedule and your time. Yes. And, um, yes. dude, if you make $30,000 a year yeah. and you could pay your bills, you could come and go as you please and yeah. you enjoy what you do, I would take that over when I was making 200 250 a year selling medical equipment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'd, I'd no longer care what people think. Yeah. I wake up every day cherishing relationships yes. with people that are trying to become better individuals, and I want to help people along the way, and those people want to help me as well. Yeah, that's success. Amen. I mean, that's a home run. Are you plugged in with any fighters yet? Just uh, Bellator. Dalton's the only guy that I, I gotta. Work I with. gotta try to connect you with uh, me and Bryce Mitchell. I don't know if you know who Thug Nasty is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're from Arkansas, and like I'm not like best friends with him, but you know what I mean. We talk a little bit, but he's uh I could just see it now, like a camo suit yeah. or something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send him a video. No, I appreciate it. I'm gonna that, send man. him a video, but uh, he's an, he's an awesome individual. Bryce, I'm sitting here with my custom suit tailor, and I hope you're doing well. I can't wait to see you fight again. But he does suits for John Cena, Wiz Khalifa. I don't know if you've heard of these individuals. I know you're out in the country, 
But <laughs> think of this, camo suit. I know you have to do your, your specific type of camo, but this is David Allen. What's happening, man? Camo suit. Think about it. Let me know if you like the idea. I'll shoot you his information. But I hope you have a great day. Peace. Appreciate you, bro. Dude, he's, he's a, he's a down-to-earth dude. We did a podcast. Down-to-earth dude, man. Yeah. He's awesome. Dude, it's weird. We're, you know, we're at a point now where, like, next Thursday, for instance, at Patrick's party, like, there's people that every, every – that's what I love about the travel season for me is, like, I go to award shows, I go to parties, yeah. I go to events, and I meet some very random people that – I didn't have on the radar at some point or that, Hey, this person just makes sense for me to meet. Yeah. And th so I haven't been around a lot of fighters just yet. And I think that's eventually just going to naturally it's gonna happen. Pop. Yeah. It's going to um, pop. But yeah, dude, it's, it's the, the fun part right now is the unknown, you know, of, yeah. of next week when I go there, I'm, I'm doing a lot with the uh, new, with the uh, Warhol museum in Pittsburgh now. Yeah. So they have a change in direction that they're trying to take some of their art. They're trying to do a lot more modern pop hip hop -ish yeah. type stuff. So it's, it's going to be a lot more trendy. I love that. So I'm going to a bunch of dinners with them next yeah. week in Miami. I don't know what that's going to lead to. And then just, just being on the road, meeting people, man, is, is the fun part. You're definitely getting to UFC because UFC just partnered a couple months ago with WWE. With WWE yeah. You know what I mean? So that's like you yeah. said, a couple months, that's going to pop in. If you go to Vegas, I found out. I mean, he, they posted. It's not like private, private information. But that's how I met Dana White. He stays basically. He's basically at the Red Rock Casino at all times. Okay. So like... Bro, the plug there is that first off is Dana White, but all those influencers going through there, sure. Steve will do it. All those guys, Red Rock Casino, the high stake uh, tables. Yeah, you okay. know they're all, they're always there. So I imagine awesome. you're Vegas. He lives out there now, right? Yeah, he lives out there. I like Vegas a lot, but I like Red Rock Casino because it's not in the Strip. So like me, I'm kind of like even though in sales, I'm still a little introverted. Yeah. Like I, you know, I don't want to be in big crowds or anything like that. For so sure. it's like 15 minutes outside. And it's uh, it's actually a beautiful resort, you know what I mean? Okay. That that they go and gamble you at. You have to so check it out, man. It's scary though. These guys will put like a hundred thousand dollars out on the blackjack table yeah. and just lose it and be like okay with it. I'm like, I gotta I gotta work a little harder. It humbles you, know you very mean? quickly, yeah, for sure. Definitely humbles you. It's like man, and, the, and it also in the same same line of the humi the the humility that comes with it is like, again, the money's not that important. If this yep. person don't care about burning a hundred thousand. Like go go live a little. Go get the cheeseburger. Go spend a thousand dollars. Who cares? Go go put some money on your credit card. You'll work it off. Yeah. Um, I want to start to wrap up, and I, I start to get into just things that I care about, but I want to ask you about them. So, like, are you a movie guy? So I am. I like movies. I don't watch movies. Okay. Do you have a favorite movie then? Um, honestly, like, not really. Or a TV show? Like, what what would occupy your time then if you're not? I watch podcasts. Podcast. What's your favorite podcast? Joe Rogan. Okay, so every night I watch it. I'm, I'm, every night for a long time, all I fell asleep to was Joe Rogan. I put Joe Rogan on every episode, absorbed. Um, I don't know who threw me off, but there was one episode that kind of threw me off, and now I kind of like pick and choose. Okay, on you the just individuals. didn't like the guest. Yeah, I didn't like the guest. Yeah. you know what I mean. It just kind of annoyed me. Like the the Rock, his podcast, that one kind of annoyed me. Yeah, you know, because I feel like he's holding up such a political image, where because he even made the they made a bunch of memes when he was like. He was like, I got friends that are friends with Joe Biden, and then you know, I'm I, I don't care to share my political views, but you know what I mean? Like it yeah. was weird because Joe's like, You have friends with Joe Biden? I'm like, Yeah, this is awkward. Well, he had said something which was frustrating about not realizing certain things were happening in LA. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you know what's going on. You, you yeah. There. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, so it's I, like, I do agree with you there. But so I'll I'll even if I don't like the guest that's on there, I'll at least give it a thirty minutes. I love Rogan's minutes. perspective. Yeah. That's all. Like I Same. really like Joe Rogan a Same. lot. You know, I like 
I pretty much like <laughs> when people ask like what news do I watch, I'm like Joe Rogan and Patrick Bad David. You know what I yep. mean? Those are like my my news individuals in regard to like what's valid and what's not valid. I've For met sure. I've I've found a lot of great individuals from from Rogan. Like I I like a lot of hunting stuff. So Steve Ranella, okay, Cameron yeah. Haynes yeah, was yeah. just on, I think. He was just on yesterday. I yeah. Think. So I like th those are my favorite favorite episodes. I like the bear stories yep. and stuff like that. Yep. So I actually had a guest on that is an Alaskan guide hunter. And so imagine you take out people in Alaska, which you've been there so yeah, because of it's your sales territory, but your job is to go to Kodiak Island where the bears get up to up to 2,000 pounds. Could you imagine how That's big, like, have, yeah. like think about a 2,000 pound vehicle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I saw a moose that was bigger than, I was in a uh, Suburban. Yeah. There was a moose on the side of the road in Denali National Park that was bigger than the Suburban. Bigger, dude. It was insane. It's insane. Yeah. And like it, your job is to take them out get close enough to shoot that bear and then hope other bears don't come yeah. and attack you. And, and like these, some of these Kodiak paws will get up to a foot in width, yeah. bro. Was he was on your podcast? Virtually. Okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, and the hunt is like a hundred thousand dollar hunt. So yeah. it's like these guys are going up there and it's like, what a different life, man. Yeah, dude. Different it's experience. like, that's, that's a dream for me that I would like to go up there and do a hunt like yeah. that. And, but I, my biggest fear is bears. Yeah, you know what okay. I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, God, and I, I follow these pages like um, idiots of Torons of like national parks. And yeah, stuff whatever, those are the best. And you see these people get so close to wildlife. Like the maybe. bison and the yeah. bison sends, sends somebody 30 yards. <laughs> yeah. Those are the best. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, but no, I don't. I just I don't watch movies because I. I'm always on my phone doing something. Yeah. And I need to make it an effort to put the phone down and actually be be present in yeah. something. But I just podcast or what I've replaced any TV, yeah, um, any movies, any of that stuff with. I'm, so music, then I imagine too. You probably just do music when you're working out. I, I'm, a, yeah, I'm, and, and driving. So, yeah. so my uh, my treat to myself. I don't really drink. So my treat is getting in my car and going for a drive and listening to music. Yeah, um, that's what motivates me. That's what fuels me. I just music is probably one of the most important things in my life. It gives you know it's it plays with emotions. Who's your go-to? It may be artist or category because I don't want to limit you to an artist. Cause I'm a category type of guy. I, I, bro, I listen to uh, if I put on my Spotify, it's 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 blues to um, uh, hip hop to pop to country. Yeah, I'm all over the place yeah. like you. I just I like different I like different music because I like I, I became close friends with Teddy Swims. Okay, and yeah. he's blowing up like crazy, bro. And like his music is so soulful to me. I love his music. He's, I dude, I so showed talented. this girl some of his music. And he's insane, yeah. dude. I got some of his stuff on YouTube that's just not even on Spotify because it's just that raw Teddy Swims yeah. is fire. Yeah, so music is is probably one of the most important things to yeah. me. Definitely while I work out, I listen to that. When I'm driving around, I flip between podcasts or music. Yeah. And sometimes if I'm on a long drive, I just go silence. Yeah. And I just let my mind kind of go to work. I'm hoping this one you say yes to. Are you a foodie? <laughs> I am. I, no. No. So I uh, I eat for fuel. Yeah. Um, Not a favorite restaurant in mind. I'm a convenience person. So like if I I'm go a convenience out, guy too. I gotta have valet. I, I guess I can't. Well. Yeah. I um, guess I can't say I'm a foodie foodie because where you're staying the, the are you staying the West End? I am. Yeah. So the Capitol Grill's right there. Yep. So I'm always like here. Capitol Grill's three minutes away. They yeah. take care of me. It's very convenient. It's quick. It's consistent. Absolutely. You know, I can I get a good steak or I get uh, four pieces of lamb all the time and I put a Parmesan crust on top of it every time. Yeah. Good. Consistent. You know what I mean? Like my my worst experience will be a B B minus there. For sure. Whereas other places, it's give or take. You don't know what to order. 
I'm in in and out an hour. Yeah, you know I just I, mean? I just went there Saturday, and that's probably the only place consistent. I go to in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, a good friend of mine's the GM there, and uh, it's consistent every time. To consistent. Your point. Yeah, it's so good. I'm I'm working on actually opening a private lounge, private club back home. Yeah. Uh, or slash a high-end restaurant as well. Do you see the new cigar lounge up in Wexford? No. There's a new cigar oh, lounge. Oh, in- I think that's probably what I've yeah, been watching. Simon South took Hills me there. Well, yeah. Okay, so are, I don't know. You you, um, you know those guys? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. I was a member of the one in the South Hills. Just it was a lot of the oil and gas guys in that area. Oh, okay. Out by South Point. Yeah. And then I just want something closer to the city. Close, something where consistent. people dress up, yeah. man. Like yeah. look, look the part. Yes. So that's kind of everybody like, smokes cigars in the city right now. Where's it? We always go there. Burn. Burn, yeah. yeah it's kind of gone down. That's down. We need something. Yeah, we that would be that yeah. would be clutch, dude. That's the goal. Is That'd I want a place clutch. selfishly for me to go. Yeah. But I know all my clients would have a place. Would to go you ever well. do something like a speakeasy? Yeah. Like something where it's like, cause I don't like. I think burn gets too loud for me. For sure. You know what I mean? I want it like some blues in the background, yep. subtle. You're in a suit, almost like if you could think of like an Italian type of like mobster vibe like back school, in yeah. the day, like an old school vibe, you know, or even like a light live blues band or something like a sing you know what i mean somebody playing like yeah you know an instrument a little singing in the back that'd be that'd yeah, be the spot sure. yeah i mean there's there's been such a change in pittsburgh and like the nightlife scene and um you know just, there's nothing worth me going out to yeah I just it's kind of gross it. pittsburgh's nightlife after that one incident happened i think a year ago or so i'm not gonna terrible, sp- bring up but you probably know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. like yeah after hearing about that i'm like oh Pittsburgh nightlife is not what it used to be. Yeah. Not what it used to be. Yeah, you know so what that's I mean? so that's the goal is to try to bring something cool and then make some money off of it as well as yeah, to go to. So. Absolutely. Always good if you can make a couple bucks. Um man, I think I really hit on everything I wanted to hit on. I don't is there anything else you wanted to, to touch on? No, I think man, I you know, big thing appreciation of why I even came out is just because your work ethic and yeah, you know, the message that you kind of put out there for everybody and just taking control of your life and yes um i appreciate you even having any interest in me being here and telling my story a little yes. bit and um you know different industries different people different walks of life man but we same mentality yeah you know and and um i think the big thing is you just you treat people well you do what's right you say you, you do what you say you're gonna do yeah and things tend to work out for you which is why you're building a successful business and yeah um you know i'm just here to support you and i appreciate you a lot i seriously appreciate that Absolutely. you guys don't know how much uh, just how genuine Dave, David's been to me, you know what I mean? Just, just, just you know, you know when someone's good is when they they do something for you and ask nothing in return, you know what I mean? And like, really, seriously, don't ask nothing in return. Because some people be like, I'm just doing this, and you know, not, I don't want anything, but like, they do, you know what I mean? Like they, like they're saying, say they like, they want something. So it's like, yeah. uh, man, you're awesome. Thank you. Find David. It's real easy. It's just David Allen on on social media. Yeah, David media. Allen style was most yeah. of my uh, David Allen Instagram, style. Yeah. And he responds to DMs, guys, so he's not that famous yet. You know what <laughs> I mean? He's about to be on that John Cena level, though, so you better get get it while it can. So another episode of Adversity Kings. This was David Allen. Please keep tuning in to the 10,000th ranked podcast in the world. So <laughs> have a great day. Peace.